Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk salary cap strategies next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier. And we are talking about salary cap draft strategies. You might know it as an auction draft. We call it a salary cap draft. And Dan, I did my first one this week. And I always want to ask people, I guess it was last week. I always want to ask people, do you make like a list of your targets beforehand or do you just kind of know what your strategy is going in? That's where I want to start. I do not make a list of targets, but I break my stra- I make break my positions down by tiers and I have mm-hmm. green highlighted for the guys I like within a tier. But mostly for me, the beauty of uh, salary cap drafts is that you can target. You, you don't have to target specific players. You can let the value fall to you as it may. And so you have a good evaluation of every single player in the draft class, which is what I do or what I feel like I do. And then I let the value fall to me. Yeah, I always I, I see people go into their drafts with like, I need this player and this right. player and this player. And I always feel like that's such a mistake in a, in a salary cap draft, because once you you psychologically you might push yourself into, well, I need to get this guy, so I'm going to jump and, and go higher than he's probably valued. And that ends up just kind of, it, it can it can lead you to overreacting if you don't get that guy and you can spiral. And, and there's a lot of psychological effects of a salary cap draft. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like to have, you know, the guys that I like, but I don't necessarily want to say I'm definitely getting X, Y, and Z players. You, you mentioned tiers. I think that's a, a really important part of any salary cap draft because what you want to do is let's say there's four wide receivers in a tier and three of them are gone. Well, you know that that's the last guy and probably everybody knows that that's the last guy, right? So you probably don't want to be the last person in a. You don't want to draft the last person in a tier, right? Yep. That's exactly right. That's a tip number one. I'll, I'll rattle off a few. We don't have that much time on FT and five. So I'll sure. try to go quick with them. If you want a small edge, best way to gain it is by nominating the top defense or top kicker early with your first or second nomination. A best case scenario, someone spends two or three dollars, burns budget or solid second place scenario. You get the best defense for one dollar. Mm-hmm. Another thing I like to do in salary cap drafts is manage how I nominate the players and when I nominate. Yes, the players. that's so, a big part. If I just spent on an RB1 and I'm going for a hero running back strategy, my next two or three nominations are all going to be top running backs down the list. And it's got the list of ranking. It's a list of people I think will be spent on. So Mm -hmm. it's buzzy players I want to get out there. Another thing that I like to do in these style drafts is make certain that I am never 
in a position where I'm bidding a dollar amount on a player that I can't I, that I can't be happy with. So a lot of people like to get in these bidding wars. A lot of people like to mm-hmm. price enforce. Price enforce has very minimal edge and value to you. If you price enforce and get stuck with a player, it could blow up your whole draft strategy. So if you bid to price enforce a player, I don't care how crazy it looks like this person is into it, into that player and into that bid. Drop out when you're not comfortable paying for that player, especially if it's at a position you've already paid for that you really can't afford to be price enforcing in because you let's say you have a perfect example my my buddy from a few years ago bought uh, uh purchased uh Aaron Rodgers when he was QB1 and Peyton Manning was QB2 that year by ADP and he threw him out there for like 30 bucks right away because he wanted to like get people to spend on him crickets crickets going once going yep. twice sold now this is a one quarterback league he has the best and the second best quarterback and he had to eventually trade Peyton for pennies on the dollar so you never want to get caught in that spot yeah how do you handle your like late round guys like I'm really in on Rondale Moore last season. He was only healthy for eight games. Didn't do much in the first game, but then the next seven games, he averaged 14.1 PPR points per game. I think he could absolutely do that this year. He's someone that I'd love to get at the end of my drafts. I might throw him out for $2, you know, especially fairly early on in the draft because, you know, that's probably a guy that most people don't view as a $3 player. Is that how you like to handle your, your late round guys? For players who are not buzzy, like Rondell Moore, who doesn't have a mm-hmm. lot of buzz right now, yes. For players who have a lot of buzz, no. That's yeah. not how I want to do it. And I like the middle of the nomination, the middle of the draft for starting to throw out those players. Not the end, but the middle. And you brought up a very interesting tip that you should also utilize in your in your strategy. At the end of drafts, nominate a player for $2. Don't nominate for $1. And if you see a player nominated for one that you want to get at like two and you don't think people spend three, be that just be ready to quickly go two yep. because you got to get that in. It makes such a difference. And ultimately, it could decide if you get that player or not. Yeah, that's the thing is when you get to the end, you want to have a little bit of money. This is one that I, I really like from from Dave, who Dave Richard, who wrote a uh, an au- or a salary cap draft strategy guide last week. And he calls it the 2050 rule. Save 20% of your budget for the last 50% of your drafts nominations. That can be tough. It requires discipline, and that's not something that I'm great at. I often, as I did last week in that draft, I think I got three first-round caliber players and ended up not having much money to spend in the second half of the draft. But it's just a way to make sure that when those, either the few stars who slip through late, because there's always a couple, or your favorite sleepers and breakouts, you'll be able to go a dollar or two extra to make sure you get them. So that's going to do it for FFT and five. Make sure you go to cbssports.com. Check out Dave Richards. It's strategies and bidding pointers to help you dominate salary cap drafts. That's up there on cbssports.com and check out the results of our latest salary cap draft as well. And we'll see you next time. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.